Hey, this is Ed LaCara from BFR University. In this session, I talk about supersetting your upper extremities, working your biceps and your triceps within the same reps and set scheme. So here we go. You are listening to the BFR University podcast with your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. BFR University is dedicated to helping people learn safe and effective ways to implement blood flow restriction training into their lives. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ed LaCara. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to BFR Tuesday on the last day in November. I can't believe it. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, so my name is Ed LaCara. I host BFR Tuesdays where I answer any questions regarding blood flow restriction training, whether clinical or self-use or um, can be for uh, fitness and health. So if you want to ask a question, you can just go up into the upper right corner under the chat section and just type your message. Like I'll type, hello from Dallas. And um, you can just type your question in there and I will answer it. Hey, Paul, how's it going? So any questions for me, give everybody another minute or so. And if I don't get any questions, I'll chat about some stuff that's come up in the clinic. Question, can you do tricep extensions, then bicep curl with BFR on 30 reps each, 30 second rest, then yet no release of LOP in between exercises? Um, yeah, you can do that. Um, you would just be doing um, a superset. I know a lot of people that do that. Um, I mean, you know, that'll take you to about 12 minutes under occlusion. Um, Not that that's not, it's not that it's not safe at all. Um, You know, we'll go 20, 30 minutes with aerobic capacity training under occlusion. So um, it would be interesting to see how they tolerate it. Uh, You might have to use a lighter pressure, but heavier weight like we do when we're doing strength training. I wouldn't try to do that on my first session. Like that would be a little bit more advanced. Um, I would do like, I would do it 
like within a few weeks of doing it. So the person's already used to it. Um, yeah, you did it one day with 50% LP. Yeah, so you could do that. Um, did you get really sore from it, Paul? Not much. Okay, so you could use even a little heavier weight then if um, if you didn't get too sore from it. Yeah, but there's no problem with it. There's no real risk. It's just more about tolerance and being able to get through um, through the reps and set scheme. Thank you. Um, Keith, I guess, does that answer everything, Paul? I think it's totally fine. Um, it's more of an advanced movement. So clearly you're a more advanced type um, weightlifter. So there's no problem with it at all. Keith, is it okay for me to work upper body on high settings and medium legs on medium settings when I, on a treadmill until I can work up to high? Yeah, of course. Like it's, especially in the legs, you know, if you asked me three years ago, if I thought you needed to be at 80% LOP in the legs to get the biggest benefit, I would have probably said yes. Um, now after, you know, six years into this, I think that you want a pressure that allows you to get through your reps and sets. Um, and if the pressure is too high, especially in the legs, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to complete it. So it's a gentle balance, especially when we start getting into more like sprinting work, um, more high intensity work with aerobic capacity training. Sometimes you just can't tolerate those loads. So some people would point to about 130 millimeters of mercury being the lowest pressure to use in the lower extremity, I would say, um, balance, balance your pressures with your loads and so that you're able to get through the reps and sets. <clears throat> and I, I tend to not change both variables at the same time. For example, if I'm trying to get somebody back to, let's say running five miles, I'm not going to increase their speed and their time or distance um, in the same session while I'm getting them back to normal. Like, and I'd only increase about five to 10% per week in a during a normal training cycle. So you just got to be careful of overcooking somebody and then I'm um, either getting too sore or too much exercise induced muscle damage or, you know, something along those lines. So use a lighter pressure. It's no problem. Uh, we have everything set so that you're using the least amount of pressure, even on the low setting that you're going to still get a benefit, especially in the lower extremity. Um, and then Paul asks, I usually see patients once per week. Would it still be beneficial to do BFR with them, even if they only come once a week? Um, I guess it depends on what the benefit is. If you're looking for strength and hypertrophy, um, you're probably not going to see much change with only once a week, they're going to have to be doing some home exercises, probably to failure and then or close to failure, one or two reps from failure while they're at home. And then when they train with you, use BFR. Um, you could use the same weights because you know they can tolerate those, uh, but they need, you're going to need to cook them a little bit more often. You're just not going to see strength or hypertrophy gains, no matter what type of lifting you do it just once per week. Great questions today.
<clears throat> Any other questions for me? Paul, so not, no, not beneficial if only once a week. Two to three times per week has been shown to be as effective as five. I don't think you're going to see much change at once. Yeah, it's a little too light. They're going to have to do something at home on an off day from you. You know, take light loads and take them to failure and just do, depending on what, you know, what you're trying to do or if it's size or strength or what, um, you know, give them some more homework to do at home or pull them in one more day a week. Any other questions for me? All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. I will be back next week. I think I'm in the only time I think I'm going to probably take off. Uh, no, I don't even think so. I think Christmas falls on a Saturday. So, um, once you work on, or Keith just asked, once you work up to high setting on upper and lower, stay on high. Yeah. Stay on high. I mean, you're going to be used to it. There's no reason to drop back down unless the weights are increased and you can't finish your reps and sets, then you're going to drop down the weight again. Or if you've heard me talk about the difference between strict training for strength versus hypertrophy for hypertrophy, I would use higher pressures and lower weights. And for strength, I would use higher weights and lower pressures to get through the reps and set schemes. But once you're at high, there's really no reason to drop back down again, <clears throat> unless you're really trying to increase the load, but you, retesting your one rep max every four to six weeks is really important when you're using these light loads. Otherwise, 20% is going to be, a big, there's a big difference. Um, if you're increasing your strength rapidly and you're not changing up your percentage of one rep max that you're using. Ultimately, it comes down to this. You want to get the tissue tired and the body's not going to respond unless it gets tired and it gets tired frequently enough. So um, if it takes you 30 reps or it takes you 60 reps, um, just get the tissue tired and then adjust the weight. So it doesn't take you so long because otherwise you could be there all day. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining. I'm going to sign off. I will see you next week. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and, uh, bye for now.